Welcome to Around the Board, a show where four board game enthusiasts discuss board game topics and news. Today's show is all about what we're looking forward to at Gen Con. That's right, the industry's biggest event in the United States. Each of us has made our own top five list. Randy, our producer, took those 20 games and mixed in five of his own. Yeah, I'm glad you get to be part of the show too, Randy. And jumbled them up all together. Then we all took our guesses as to what the others picked. So now we get to see if we know each other better than we know our wives, I guess. Here are your hosts, Daniel Connors, John Theismann, Chris Thomason, and yours truly, Andy Barnett. Welcome as we go around the board. There we go. Very nice. How are you guys doing? Who's ready for Gen Con, baby? Yeah. It is con season. Uh, Just a quick reminder before we get going here, though, that Three of us will be at Gen Con, and you need to find us. We got a super secret giveaway only for people that find us at Gen Con or only for people we find at Gen Con. Maybe we'll find you, but hopefully you'll right. find us. And Fountain City Con in Gardner, Kansas. Um, <laughs> there is that as well. That's true. <laughs> You're one of the 12 people there. Yes. Oh, oh no, no, don't say that. Oh. We love our friends at Fountain City Con. <laughs> yeah. They're very nice people. They're very good people, actually. It, it's, it actually it's a, is a pretty good show. It is yes, a great it con. It's just yeah. not as board game focused as Gen Con. Right, well, that's right, true. Right. right. Yes. There's a lot of people there, just not as many board right. games. Yeah, yeah. But we're there's, changing there's that. There's 12 board gamers there. <laughs> Daniel is what you would call our uh, our local uh, evangelist there. He's he's he's, yes. he's sowing the seeds. He's uh, he's uh, plant, planting the seeds so that we can yes. sow them later. And He's uh, doing the board game outreach. That's right. He's our local evangelist. But anyway, what are we doing today? Aren't we, did we all put together, in case you don't know, we all put together our top five lists of games that we're excited to see at Gen Con. And I think we're going to go around and spitball a little bit about how we did our lists. Uh, because there's, how many how many games is there? 370 or something like that on the list? Yeah, I think I counted 374. At least and that's just on the ones there. on the list, obviously. On the I mean, list. There's going to be other games there, but that's the ones that are like making their debut-ish at Gen Con. And so uh, how did you guys go about this? Because I, I, hit, I hit the list early when there was only like 200 on there. And oh, wow. that, and yeah, so then I had to keep changing it a little bit as I as things would pop up or I like heard of a game. And I'm like, well, wait, wait, is that on, now it's on the list. It wasn't on the list before. So, and so before we go any further, I want it to be known on the record that uh-oh. I, I, I contested the idea that we call it our top five. And here's why. Because I am, uh, I'm an analysis, 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 something like that. I am AP prone, AP prone, and therefore, looking at 374 games and trying to pick my top five, that would take like weeks, guys, weeks. There is no way I could do that justice. So I had to just kind of pick games that looked interesting, and I grabbed five of them. Now, I did look at as many as I could, and I tried to go through them, and, and I eliminated some based on some criteria. Uh, I'm not going to give away what that is right now because we're going to do a little contest as we go here, and uh, I don't want people to know what games I may have picked or may not have picked. Yes. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. It, it, so don't don't think of it as a pure, these are the top five games at Gen Con. They are five games that are of interest to. Well, we'll, we'll let Andy speak for himself because the rest <laughs> yes, of us three exactly. did the top five games, and you're going to get the best games from this guy right here. There we so go. I diligently went through each one and looked at what the designer was <laughs> and the company was, and if I heard about it before, and that's how I made my decision. I did that too. I just, I just couldn't give it the due diligence it needed to really call it a top five. Okay, so I'm the way exp- I did. Oh, it. go ahead. Is I actually what see? Is I had some forward thought. I was like, all right, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to Gen Con. I don't want to spend 
the whole time in the visitor hall. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go through this list and act like I'm walking through the aisles of Gen Con. I pass by a game. Oh, it looks stupid to me. Just keep walking. Like you don't need to read about it. It do- it doesn't appeal to you. Just keep going. So I I, I started with like si- out of that 370 or so, I found like 16 that I was like, hey, I would stop and learn more about this game because I have I have interest, and then I whittle that down to five. So it is the five games I'm most interested learning about at Gen Con. It doesn't mean these are like the top five going to be the best games by any means, but they are indeed the five games I'm the most interested to learn more about at Gen Con. So you're telling me, Chris, that you would go through the vendor hall and you would only stop at 16 spots. I've done less. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I know that's what you and Daniel love to do. And, and like, when we went to Origins a few years ago, but I'm just like, I don't know. I may like this game. I may not. But there, like, if I do try to learn this game, I'm going to learn it and like four others. And I'm not going to have any idea about all these other ones. So why don't I walk through all of them and then double back the ones that actually did pique my interest. So. For those who have never been to Gen Con, it is very overwhelming. There yeah. is so much stuff to do. There is no way you can even scratch the surface of all the games that are there. I mean, you can't right. even, seriously, you can't scratch the surface. And, uh, it, you know, I, so I get what you're saying a little bit, but I do think that you're a little closed-minded. And, oh, uh, Absolutely. I, I, th- <laughs> I think that's what's beautiful about Gen Con is if you have an open mind, you might stumble across something that you're like, I would have never looked sure. into this, but boy, this is kind of fun. Yeah, well, here's right. the deal, Andy. What you call closed-minded, people like Chris and I called looking at the big picture because the way I did this list was a lot like Chris. I'm sorting through. I'm like, if this is a game that would not attract me on a shelf at a store, I'm zipping through it. Yeah. And so just doing that, you're coming up with like 20. And when I saw one I would like that just piqued my interest slightly, I would just save a picture of it so I'd know, I could go back and look at it later. And so then I would go back to the ones I had pictures of, look for them on BoardGameGeek or wherever else. And then, oh, no, nope, that one's, nope, that because of that, that's eliminated, that's eliminated. Okay, now we're getting it down to 10. And so then it's, okay, now which of these really get my juices going? So they might not be the best, but they're the best ones that in, that, in, that caught my eye for what's going to be available to Gen Con. But you're right, there might be something completely else that I'm going to walk by at a table and go, oh my word, what is that? I've not even heard of this. Or I saw the picture online and it looked like garbage and this looks amazing. Because that can happen. That's why you go. So, yeah. It is. It is. I just want to jump in here real quick. That's super inevitable. That's going to happen to all of us. Like, we're going to go through our top five, and then we're going to be like, oh, you thought of that one, or I kind of passed over. Now I'm more Mm -hmm. interested, right? Because you've said something about it. But even regardless, the three of us, we're going to go there. And we're going to find games that like none of us even talked about on this show that we're going to be like, well, I didn't even know this thing was happening. It maybe was on the list or I passed by, maybe on the list. Like we talked about it. And we're going to be like, this is interesting. So, what you need Mm -hmm. to do is make sure you check in next time. When we actually recap yes. what happened at Gen Con, we're going to sit down and just kind of hit record. And since Daniel sucks and's not going, uh, we're just going to <laughs> tell him about everything that happened and just uh, recount it like just off the cuff. It's just going to yes. be a real chill uh, hangout of us talking about what happened at Gen Con. So make sure you watch yeah. out next time. And if you're a subscriber, just keep in mind, you don't know what's going to happen during Gen Con. We may, uh, we may live stream some stuff. We may, uh, we, we throw up some quick videos doing little tiny reviews. We're going to try and provide some content during the show as well, not just before and after. Yeah. So sure. uh, one more thing before we get going, because I know Andy says these are that he legitimately put this list together, but if you've seen how he does other kind con- other things that we do on this show when he knows he's getting graded on points when he's trying to put up make other people lose and by looking at the list of games that are on here where i'm like i don't see five that andy put on here i really think that he threw some some clunkers in there to throw us off i'm like that looks like one i would put in but i didn't put it in so i don't (laughs) know who who put that one in see john you got it all wrong those clunkers are are, yeah no 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 no. it's randy's everyone 
Randy has Randy mixed things up. Games. So anytime I saw a game that was like, oh, this game looks like gar- oh, that's Randy's. That's Randy's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a little ha ha from the producer there. Good point. Um, good point. But, but well, guys, seriously though, I will. I had a lot of fun trying to figure out which one, uh, which games you guys picked. Yeah, it was um, it I, was fun. I thought I would know exactly whose was whose until I actually got into it, and then I yeah. realized like Chris and Andy, like when it comes to push comes to shove. I think they have a lot more similar taste in games than they may let let on to. At least I from do. my perspective, I could be completely wrong, of course, because I don't know what yeah. they actually picked yet. Mm-hmm, but uh, it was definitely yeah. fun to kind of. Explore. We all have more yes. in common than what keeps us apart. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's we're all part of the human race, except for Randy. We all agreed Randy is. Oh yeah, yeah. he's he's crazy. Garbage. Absolutely okay, alien. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, guys, uh, I think people are here to, to hear these things, so let's get started. Let's uh, normally, we play our, 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 our time to play the game music, but because this is a very special episode, I put something else together. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gen Con number five. Yeah, guys, we're going to go through our top five, and so I'm going to get started with my, uh, my number five on the list. And uh, this one might surprise you guys, but it is Spellbook. One, two, three, four, five, everybody in the It is a hand management set collection game where you can combine tons of spell cards into hundreds of unique games. It plays one to four players in 45 minutes, according to the publisher, which is Space Cowboys. This is a new game that should be available to demo at Gen Con, and release date is set for late September. But who knows? They might have some available for us uh, for sale there. They oftentimes do surprises with things like that. So uh, it's by designer uh, Phil Walker Harding. And uh, if you don't recognize that name, shame on you. You should because he's come out with some amazing games like Sushi Go, Emotep, Baron Park, Gizmos, and several others that are well-known. And uh, this is a game that, honestly, I picked primarily because of the designer. He's got some great credits, and I thought this might be a good entry-level game to have in my collection. I like an occasional entry-level game. I think this could be fun for the kids. I'm always looking for games right now for uh, involving my kids as they get older. This looks like a family fun one. I like the idea of having a ton of variety in spells, uh, making for the potential of high replayability. And uh, this could be a surprise hit at Gen Con. It could be a big surprise hit. We'll have to see, but I'm definitely interested in checking out Spellbook. Yeah, yeah you might be okay. right, Andy. I, I was initially like, that's shocking that you pick this but phil walker harding being the designer that is a pretty solid choice and that does check out and uh yeah you might be right because uh that that dude got quite the following yeah yeah he has all those other games that you don't play either so that i can see why you would pick this one <laughs> dude i played so much sushi go i've that played emotep a lot baron park yeah. those are three of his favorite games and they're all unique games, too, because, you know, Emotep's a, a worker placement game. You've got uh, uh, Sushi Go, obviously, a, a party drafting game. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I, you know, I, I wanted yeah. to go into this, unlike you guys, with an open mind. No, you went into this to win the game so that no. nobody would pick your games. That's what you went into this with, pretty obviously. So, did any of you pick this as my game? No, I nope. definitely assumed no. that one was Randy's. <laughs> I assumed it was yours, Daniel. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think anybody got this one. All right, Daniel, what's your number five? All right. Well, my favorite number five is a game that's really hard for me to pronounce. It's uh, San Cori? San Cora? So the reason I like this game is it comes from a designer of two other games I've really enjoyed. And that is Ragusa from Capstone Games Mm -hmm. and also from Merv. Uh, These are very unique city building games where you're you have like this uh yeah just, they do different uh different things with the city like ragusa ragusa 
you're like building into the city and you're like activating, like you'll put a house there and then you, everybody who has a house in that city gets to activate again. So you're kind of trying to uh, trigger off of other people and Merv, like when you're building walls, depending on like where you go around the city, it kind of triggers other people's stuff. Um, anyways, it just, I've been really fascinated by those games. They've been really good medium weight, but like really thinky games. Uh, and while I've, uh, kept butchering Ragusa in my teach, uh, I still really enjoyed it. And, uh, Sakori, uh, looks awesome. And it's, uh, the, the, uh, writer is, uh, Ian O'Toole or not the writer, sorry. The artist is Ian artist, O'Toole yeah. and, uh, love his art. And that, that board game, that looks awesome. And it's going to look really good right next to, you know, next, Merp. Next to Merp. So, I think that's the one that, uh, Joe Wiggins was talking about in our last show that he couldn't come up with the name of. Oh, okay. Mm. The one you're, t- the one your pick, whatever it is, Sarah, yeah. so whatever it is. San Corey. <laughs> Here you go. That one. Well, it looks we'll like John it. and I both got it right. Um, this is one that I almost put on my list too. It was it was definitely highly ranked for me. One I want to check out. Um, is this the one? I, I'm, I'm maybe confusing with another, but uh, did someone compare this a little bit to like maybe a King Domino type feel? Like, is there top placement, or am I am I totally messing that up? I might be messing that up. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, let's see here. It says by enrolling, you're graduating your pupils, teaching classes, adding nope, to nope, your nope. curriculum, and feeling the great what? Yeah. Yep. Trying- Read the description. Never mind. <laughs> totally different game. Totally different game. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Actually, the description of the, it doesn't really. This is all thematic. It doesn't actually say what you're doing. So yeah, I need to go check this out. Well, you guys gotta go check it out for me. But you know there what? Merv was great. Ragusa's great. So just go get this one for me. John, I need you to go all right. get it for me. <laughs> I'll get it for you. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. My number five is a tile placement game. That seems that looks like it's the new roll and write is their verb and verb is tile placement. There's a lot of tile placement games that look like they're coming out. So, and this one's a little different than the others because it's not polyomino. And this game is Banzai. I don't know if you guys saw this one on there, but it's uh, by DV Games, the makers of Bang. And it's one to four players, plays in 40 minutes. And yeah, it's tile, tile placement, but not polyomino. And I was like, well, I just kind of looked at it because, oh, bonsai, what would you do with that? And it's, you know, like I said, the box cover kind of grabbed my attention. So I looked at it. I'm like, this looks really cool. You got these little hexagonal uh, tiles and you accumulate them and then you cultivate by making your bonsai tree grow. And that's, it looks like a bonsai tree growing on in front of you. It's really cool by placing the tiles. I was like, that is really neat. I'm sure it's the same old, you know, hey, do this to get these points. And these are corporate goals. And these are, you know. I'm sure it does all that, but it looks cool and it does it in a different way. And it's you're making this bonsai tree that looks like a bonsai tree. I'm sure you prune it like how they do with the bonsai trees and everything. So, I mean, I got to at least check it out. I don't know if it's one I would buy. I don't even know if it's ready to sell yet, but it's definitely one I want to play at the table. So bonsai is my number five. Man, I thought that was Randy's. You got me there. Yeah, I uh, I didn't give this one to you, uh, John, because uh, I, I admit that I heavily weighed what games were yours based on theme, and I just didn't think this had enough theme for you. I didn't either until I looked at it. I was like, that's it's really thematic for a tile placement, especially. That's but, right. John wants to feel like he is a bonsai tree coming into his own. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> what you got, buddy? All right. So, okay. So first of all, again, I want to make it very clear that I was doing the opposite of Andy. I wasn't trying to win this game. I was trying to tell people how I actually feel. And so, yeah. Time out. I, I, I was playing the game correctly. Thank you very much. I was not trying to win the game. I really do want to check out Spellbook. Okay. We literally can't turn that off, Andy. Yeah. Regardless. (laughs) 
so yes, my number five is Amun Ray. Now, the part of the reason I put it on here is actually it is a Reiner Knizia man, or Knizia game, my my main man. But exactly, put on that boat. Uh, um, I've actually never played it. I have somehow never got this to the table. It's a classic, absolute classic, and I've never got it at the table. This is the twentieth, twentieth, twenty fifth anniversary. Uh, I looked at it, and it's kind of overproduced, but that's fine. It seems kind of cool. Uh, there's some like nice miniatures and stuff that maybe have some functional value to them, unlike most of the games that have miniatures these days. So. Uh, I don't know, and, it, and it's nice and bright and colorful, which, again, is off-brand off for me. Uh, but, you know, regardless, when it's The Good Doctor, I'll give it a go. So uh, the, this truly was, like, again, since I've never played it, I would love to see it demoed, see how what I think of it, and also see what the uh, the new edition that comes about. So that's uh, number five, Amun Ray for me. Yeah, Chris, I knew Chris two things real quick. That. Oh, sorry, Andy, or Daniel. Chris, two things. First of all, there's no such thing as overproduced. Treat yourself, have fun playing a game that looks good. Okay. Treat yourself. And is this too? Is this a so? Is this a reimplementation or whatever reskin then? Oh no, no, it's a, it's, a, it's like a full reprint. Okay, that's what I mean. Yeah. But okay. it's the same game. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Reprint. Like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that is, is a beautiful, beautiful cover. It is Which a beautiful is, cover. It is beautiful, but this is part of the reason why I didn't include it in my top five because I kind of thought that we were talking about newish games, not mm. reprints of old games. But that's fine. You do you, as uh, a wise man once told me. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, it was obvious to me this was yours, Chris, because, yeah, you are the old man on the group, and it was a Reiner Canizia game. So it was like, yeah. duh. And that Vincent Dutrait art, oh, I love it. That dude, I love his stuff. And, it, like, yeah. he uses blues and yellows and oranges in a way that I'm just like, oh. I love yeah, those the vibrancy that he that he gets is 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 incredible. It's like that It's like that uh, tie-dye shirt I got from uh, yeah. Osceola Cheese. So vibrant. <laughs> Hashtag not a sponsor. Oh, yeah, yeah. that would be awesome so I, 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 I got to know, John, who in the world did you think picked this if it wasn't Chris? I, you know what? As much as I might have agonized over my top five, I did the opposite on our list. I'm like, oh, Daniel, Daniel, Chris, man. Okay, who has five already? I can't do them anymore. Okay. So, Jeez. I mean, that's if I didn't a fair know point. right away, I, I just I, put a name on it. That, you know, I didn't a see good... any that looked like Andy's, so I had to go back through and find, okay, what is Andy's? I, did, I didn't think this one. Yeah, I did think this one could have been Andy's as well. Uh, John did pick this one to be Andy's. Okay, but, yeah, Randy um, says I, I picked Andy. There you go. Could yeah, and and I that's a fair guess because yeah, it does. Me and Chris have some similarities in our our love for the the yeah. classics, which is what I said. I was I looked at these lists and I was like, you guys are are closer right. apart than you are further. Number four. Here's my number four. A big surprise to you guys, perhaps. Snapships Tactics. Oh my gosh. I thought that was Randy for sure. Yeah. By Josh Dirksen. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was Randy. Everybody guessed Randy. Randy said everybody guessed him. Yep. This was my number four. It is one to four players. It is self-published. This game will be available to demo. And I reached out to the creator. Depending on whether stuff ships in time, it may be for sale at Gen Con. If not, you can also place a pre-order right now, and it'll ship after their Kickstarters are fulfilled, the backers are fulfilled. I first ran across this game. It was actually like two or three years ago at Gen Con. It was in the very basic stages, and I was very intrigued by it because, well, a couple of things. One, my son, uh, all my sons, but my oldest especially, really huge into Legos, right? And also really huge into Star Wars. And I thought, wow, this might be a way to do both without the IP so it won't cost a fortune. 
<laughs> and I thought that might be really cool. And so this game, it's it's really intriguing to me. You are you're building your own ship with uh, snap-on type pieces, and each uh, uh, each ship. Uh, is completely unique. There are hundreds of different uh, things you can put on each ship. Uh, it involves, uh, the game itself involves action points, dice rolling, deck construction, uh, and again, my understanding is each piece on your constructed ship has a corresponding card with attributes on it, and there are literally, like I said, hundreds of parts that you can you can do to make these, these customized ships, and then get this, it can be played cooperatively or in a versus mode. So normally, uh, you know, if it's cooperative, you, you would think, oh, that's that eliminates it from Andy's list, but no, it can be played versus as well, and I'm actually somewhat interested in the co-op because if it can thematically actually uh, emulate, you know, a, uh, a, a a battle in space where I'm teaming up with my son and we're fighting the bad guys, that might actually be kind of fun. So, again, not normally my type of game, but for my kids, I'm intrigued, and maybe, just maybe, it'll open the door to uh, me getting into the world of minis and skirmish games more. Uh, even though I'm usually a stuck in my ways Euro gamer. So there it is, Snapships Tactics. Yeah, Andy, I was looking at this as you talk, and one, it does actually look pretty cool. It looks like um, X-Wing, actually. Uh, now, I will say I'm concerned about a couple things. One is that this the publisher of this company who's going to make it is named Snapships. This is their first game. Oh. So I really hope they can keep up with the, the demand and, and the, the possibility of this game. Uh, yeah. But if they can, it does look pretty cool. Sounds like a lot of production. It does, but like I said, it's been underway for three or four years, I think, at least. So they're laying the groundwork. They're, they're not just trying to do fly-by-night, and it, it looks kind of cool. So Wow. So you actually have looked into this. So this is a legit pick, so I'm I'm impressed. They were both <laughs> legit picks, gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> I know Andy didn't you? bother What's... that we're calling him that, but we're, we're just going to keep going on this, Andy. Yes. You, know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. Dana, what's yeah. your number four? All right. My number four is going to be from... Uh, it is oh, sorry. Well, it's already on there. All right, I know my number. F- Actually, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, it is Arcane Wonders. Okay, sorry. <laughs> my number four is from Arcane Wonders, and it's oh. Neotopia. Neotopia. Mm-hmm. Um. So what made me really uh think about this game is one the the cover looks kind of cool. I like the four different like cities and landscapes that it's invoking. Kind of looks like Magic the Gathering. I was thinking it's a wonderful world. Yeah, or that. That could work too. But it's like a city building game. And Mm -hmm. I am like all about city building right now. Like it's, uh, we recently got Castles of Mad King Ludwig to the table. And it just reminded me how much I really enjoy this concept of like laying down tiles, trying to make sure this connects to to this type of terrain or this event next to that event. And I just like that kind of synergy. Um, So between the Arcane Wonders pedigree, the art alone and the city building out aspect, which apparently I'm super keen on right now. This is definitely um, something I need to check out. It yeah, that's, like a, it's a, when yeah. I saw it, I pay, I think I pinned it to Randy or 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 uh, Andy, Randy or Andy, because it looks like a four X game to me. Uh, Andy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, maybe a little four Xy, but it's mostly tile lane. Um, well, I, I trust that. The quick, I just, when I the passed by, it looked four X to me, and I was like, "Man, yeah." But there is some like area control skirmish type of thing, which that's something else I really enjoy too. So if this is like some kind of world building with tile placement and skirmish and area control, ah, man, this is yeah, yeah has me written all over it. Actually, yeah. it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I would like to check that out too. Hey, I got that one right. I got that one assigned to you, Daniel. Whoa. And I think the funny thing is, is I first browsed that game 
which it really doesn't apply, but the first thing that uh, design-wise, uh, just the colors, it, for some reason, reminded me of Seasons. And I was like, oh, I bet that's a Daniel game. It looks like. <laughs> which, yeah, but it did invoke, that That cover got me, I will admit. Mm-hmm. It just, the cover's very everything cool. I like to do. The only thing it could have been better has been Vincent Dutrait drawing it, but uh, it was still good, though. <laughs> Cool. Well, I guess mine's mine's on there, so I'll go next real real quick here. Uh, number four for me is Kangaseros. Is that how you say that? Kangaseros. I think I left out a, a, a syllable. Kangaseros. It's from Ergo Ludo Editions. Thank Gugong and Meeple Circus. It's two to five players. Plays in 60 to 120 minutes. Probably depends on how many people are playing. A weight of three out of five. Uh, so it's right about in that it's about as bit like as heavy as I usually like a game because then it starts to lose theme when it gets heavier than that. But it's, it's about this historical conflict in Brazil, which I had no idea even ever happened. So this is kind of cool looking into it where these uh, people, I mean, it's spelled kernels, but I bet you they pronounced it differently. Uh, that were these huge landowners that kind of oppressed people. And this is like back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And so these Kangliceros were like that they were outlaws but they were like fighting against the status quo they're almost like you know just trying to you know fight for good or whatever but they also fought each other so there's that too so (laughs) (laughs) and they fight against the the volantes which are the state police that were controlled by the landowners and so you're trying to eke your way out you're like banished out into the desert you're trying to have resources fight people and it plays on this really cool board. I mean, it looks it looks like a map, and it's colorful and looks awesome. You can see where the you know where all the different uh, you know. So there's like area movement, area control, and stuff like that. And uh, it, oh, but one of the cool things about it, it's like one of those things where it's uh, you have like seven cards, and everybody's got the same actions in their cards. So you're, I love those kind of I don't, what I don't know what they call that mechanic anymore. I can't remember. But where you're you're playing your actions, and you have to take an action to take them back. And oh, okay. so it's like, oh, a like Concordia kind of a game. What's that? Like Concordia. Yes, like Concordia. And uh, and so I assume you can add cards and then d- discard cards. I think you always have seven. So I think if you get a card, you have to replace one of the cards that you originally have. So you're all going to start out with the same, but then because uh, yeah, hand management is one of the uh, one of the mechanics in it. So I'm sure you're getting rid of cards. And so it's not really a deck builder because you're always staying with seven. But that'll, that too, I love that mechanic. So that, hey, it just sounds like a really good game to me. That, that sounds like a blast. I don't know if it's a buy, but I'm going to definitely check it out. It was originally on my like initial sixteen, and then I was like, eh, and I, when I whittled it down, but I, I did see it. It did, it did strike. the The art was striking, and uh, yes. did it did pique my interest. Yeah, John, I think you and Randy need to play more games together because I once again pegged Randy for this one. I, really? I did too. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, I, I knew it was John all the way. There we oh, go. Yeah. Chris knows me. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Randy's a big fan of some of these. It seems like he's a big fan of 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 Spanish games too. Oh, so really? Or, or not Spanish games, but like la, like South American La Junta and uh, yeah. uh, Mafia de Cuba and like Latin America, South American games. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Randy has a take of they're either these big giant epic games that nobody wants to play, or they're like these old games that look like garbage. Those are his two. two <laughs> so, I'm so this, this one's in there. This was the large epic game that nobody wanted to play. Oh, <laughs> That's what my thought process was. <laughs> <laughs> all right so then we're going to talk we're going to talk about my number four so mine okay. is sagrada i think i actually said it for it i always want to call it sangrada oh, yeah. i don't know if it's sangrias or something i don't know whatever but sagrada too many sangrias yeah, apparently, apparently. <laughs> uh sagrada artisans so I, i'm a sucker for legacy after i mean again i loved original risk uh legacy i'll still play it and risk uh, or and um um uh, Pandemic season one, 
still one of the greatest uh, things I've ever experienced. So, uh, so when I hear legacy, I'm always interested. And this is the new legacy version of Sagrada. Um, and I've played Sagrada a few times. I enjoy it. It's very visually satisfying with the different colored dice and everything like that. Um, and, and it is fun kind of making those, uh, the choices I do feel are meaningful, even though you're just rolling dice a whole lot. Um, I don't know, just the game plays well. I really enjoy it, but my son loves it. He really loves this game. I, I haven't, I've been meaning to get a copy for a while. Um, and just never have because he likes to play it. Well, then we were doing the search here and I was like, wait, there's a legacy version. Holy cow. I, I got to learn more about this. So, uh, there's not a whole lot of information for it right now. Uh, on BGG, it says, uh, it's a legacy game take on the stained glass window game of Sagrada. Players will compete as rival families of stained glass artisans who work on the Sagrada family's windows over the course of generations. Players will gain par powerful new abilities over the course of the campaign along with brand new tools. Same standard kind of legacy format of a game, right? Uh, this last sentence is what I love. Other gameplay details of the new game are relatively sparse. I thought that was funny. <laughs> they wrote that in there. But the end part, the end is what really got me. I thought it was very interesting because we know everything about regular Sagrada, but the game involves a spiral notebook and colored pencils instead of traditional game boards. So um, I don't know if maybe you'll have a game, uh, a spiral notebook that you'll be coloring in and like now forever that one starts with yellow or something like that again who, who knows you. exactly where that'll go but um hmm. but the idea of like somehow a spiral and colored pencils with sangrata like to make it legacy i just uh, that was a very interesting ad additive that i was not expecting so again since mine is purely of i gotta know more about this like when i read that i was like holy cow i gotta learn more about this game so so yeah, is there I'm still dice that you place or is it i assume again uh, details about the game are relatively sparse gotcha <laughs> Really? I thought so. I thought that one was going to be uh, John's. I know John hasn't been big into legacy games yet. I thought this was surely going to be John's legacy game. Yeah, I did too. I thought for some reason, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I thought John was a big fan of Sagrada, and I thought, well, this <laughs> I've never there. played it. Really? No. no. I guess I know my wife better. There you go. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's number three. My number three is Barcelona by Danny Garcia, published by Board and Dice. This game plays one to four players. According to the box, it plays in 60 to 90 minutes, but heavy Euros like this usually play longer, especially with me. It's a heavier Euro. It appears with a weight of, it has a weight of 3.75 out of five. So yeah, we're moving into my uh, real niche territory here now in my last uh, three, and that is these crunchy Euros. Some of the mechanics include worker placement, tile placement, and in-game bonuses. First off, before I say anything else, the board game industry has a long history of producing mostly good games when they're named after cities or countries. So think <laughs> Puerto Rico, Istanbul, St. Petersburg, etc. So, of course, this one drew my attention, um, and I'm sure it probably drew Chris's attention a little bit too based on the name alone. Uh, the game itself is about the expansion of the city of Barcelona. And it's based historically on one of the very early examples of urban sprawl. So you're modernizing an old historical city and uh, and and taking it outward. Um, besides being a heavy Euro, which I love, at least one comment suggested that this game will be one where you can really take advantage of your position based on the actions of others. So I like that idea a lot. One thing I do like is I like heavy Euros that are very puzzly, but sometimes one of their lacking points is that there's not much interactivity, but supposedly this game does have some of that interactivity because of that, a la Brass and uh, Barrage, I believe, uh, was mentioned. Lots of crunchy decisions, resource management, um, comparisons to some classics. 
Uh, it makes me want to try it very much. And uh, it says it's out in the third quarter of this year. So I imagine it'll be uh, certainly available for demo at Gen Con and very possibly for purchase. That is Barcelona. And I'm excited to check it out. I think this is a good time to mention a couple things. One, we chose to not have any crossovers. Um, so if it's something was on a list, we decided to, to, to Randy knocked it off and told us to submit a new one. Cause I think this one could have made my list. I was also torn on whether or not Chris would pick this one, but it sounds like this is one of the only two that we all got right. So I'm guessing for Chris, it was easy to assume it was Andy's John. How, how did you come to the conclusion that it was uh, Andy's over Chris? Cause this looks like a Chris game too. It does. And I think this was like I was saying earlier, I probably had like eight games for Chris already listed. And so I was like, I got to find something for Andy. And so I was like, this one looks like an Andy. I think this could be Andy. So yeah. that was that's probably what it was. But I like, <laughs> I, think- I like, I, I do agree that, yeah, usually when a, when a, when a game is named after a city like Cape May or Santorini or Santorini, New York, you get those good, crunchy, uh, high quality games. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, this one Wait. was too pretty to be John's or Chris's. I mean, so. did you just call Santorini a deep, crunchy Euro game? I thought that's what you said. All these good city games. Yeah, oh, they're all God. the same. You're right. Those are good games. Santorini's a fine abstract game, but it is definitely awesome not. abstract game. But yes. All right. Well, my number three is yep. Valbara. Um, oh, it is a two to four, five player game, 20 minutes. Uh, it weighs about 1.88 according to Board Game Geek. What? And, uh, yeah, and it's produced by Studio H or also Mebo Games, which I realized my last game is also being distributed by Mebo Games, and also was distributed by um, uh, the Mebo did uh, What's uh, a Wonderful World. So it's right on point that apparently I need, even though Mebo doesn't deliver in USA, at least not in for us, um, they. Uh, they apparently have a really good idea of which games to to deliver. So I, that makes me more excited about this. But this game, it it really felt a lot like this game, Mission Red Planet. You start off with 12 cards. Everybody has the exact same 12 cards. And you play the card. And that's going to determine what action you take. And your goal is to try to do a little bit of ter- territory control, set collection, and all that stuff. And it plays in 20 minutes. So that seems like a really fast version of mission red planet so yeah and then uh the picture of course caught my attention because that's just beautiful art if it's blue then i'm all in um i'm really shallow that way so (laughs) (laughs) yeah this one caught my attention too it's a good looking game but uh i don't know if i thought it was yours i don't think i did i did a little light for you I did think it was yours, and uh, one of the comments described it as a, a little version of Libertalia. So that's why oh, I thought maybe there you go. Be, yeah, that'd be that makes sense. One of Daniel's oh, yeah. yeah, choices. I would definitely try that. Yeah, I really like Libertalia and the uh, the simultaneous selection, and mm-hmm. yeah, right up my alley. I actually, okay. the more and more I look into this, the more I actually want this. So, uh, John, I got you another one to pick me up. There you go. All right, getting loaded up. All right, my number three may end up being my number one by the time it's all over with. These last three, like Andy was saying, they're they're pretty tough to choose between the three of them. But my number three is World Wonders by Meeple BR. And it's one to five players, and it plays in 50 to 70 minutes. It's a 2.4 out of five on the weight scale. And it's really cool because it's like uh, you take on, take on the roles of great leaders of the past to build your own ancient city. And this is another one of those tile placement games I was talking about. And it doesn't, once again, does it in a little bit different way. And because you start out with like one little piece of road and then something has to be adjacent to that road. You're, you're like trying to build more roads and build more tiles and buildings around it. And the way you surround buildings, you get points and this and that. But 
everybody's got the same amount of gold to spend each round and you go around taking what you want and paying for it. But then the cool thing is there's these wonders. There's always two wonders every round that you can choose from. They're real wonders from the past. And there's a ton of them. And they make them in these cool chunky pieces that go on your board and they have to go in a certain way. You have to have certain requirements on your board to place them. And like, you'll have the pyramids of Giza. They'll take up three spaces on your board, three huge pyramids. So they like to scale amongst each other. Uh, they got that Jesus statue from Rio de Janeiro. What's that called? I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Christ Jesus of, uh, statue. something. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's a whole bunch of them. And so it's it, the way you get those though, is what's really cool. It costs the rest of your gold for that round. So ideally you're like, well, I want to spend six gold first and then take one, but is he going to take one? Who else can put it on their board? And so it's kind of that, you know, once again, staring down the other players, what are they going to do? You know, do I want to waste gold or do I want to get something else first and then put that on my board? And so those kind of cool decisions makes it sound a little bit like tiny towns and also you know where you're kind of competing with other people that way and and with the different things that you put on your board and it just it just sounds really cool and it looks awesome so boom world leaders that's that's gonna be a buy that's an insta buy right there if they have those to sell i'm drinking that home with me cool yeah i thought this one uh, once again (laughs) that was on my list that was on my list my top five and got bumped because john insisted we have no crossovers so uh (laughs) i got that crossover you got it baby and i believe that's our third game maybe from arcane arcane wonders is that right or arcane uh, games i don't know that's me will be ours what it says on my thing is that something oh i thought maybe yeah this was world wonders right yes okay yeah whatever anyway <laughs> regardless it was definitely on my list as well and uh, it looks very exciting right and so in the future can we call those like crosses out like you like you know get a cross and punch them <laughs> crossed it out crossed you know? out instead of crossover exactly. that a crossover it's a right cross exactly <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh all right, so my uh, my number three is Empire's End. So I'm a big fan of Civ games. Uh, this is the ancient civilization game, obviously, mm-hmm. as you can easily tell from the art immediately. And so I'm initially interested. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to mark that one and come back later. I go ahead and check it out on a BGG. And there's a lot of buzzword sales on there, like you see with most of the, the uh, uh, descriptions. But the key things he talks about here is an engine builder, which automatically one of my favorite uh, things. I mean, but again, isn't most every game some level of an engine builder in the first place? But regardless, uh, but this one's more than most there, right? Because that's how they're going to tag it. But what jumped off the page for me was, so it is an it is an ancient civilization game. And as you know, many times, especially, you know, uh, for example, Pompeii was a natural disaster that killed well, everyone, right? A good, a well-known <laughs> one, right? Tens well, of people. Tens of people. (laughs) But anyways, well-known disaster. So this game uses um, all kinds of disasters, either from natural or barbarians or whatever like that, are happening throughout the game. And it uses the no thanks mechanism of you not wanting it and someone taking, getting the benefit from it. And no thanks, like, is, if not my favorite light, let's just get it out and play for 10 minutes game. It's top five, if not my favorite. I love that. So when I read, hey, Civ game, where you're trying to uh, no thanks away the disasters, but obviously the, there's still benefits that actually from taking the disaster and all that works, I just, again, since my thing is purely of, I got to know more and understand how this works, that that immediately jumped off the page for me. So I'm I'm really excited to look for this uh, about Empire's End. Uh, yeah, looks, looks great. I can't wait. 
This is a game we're definitely going to collectively have to get because anybody who's been watching us from the beginning will know that our last Gen Con special, this is a game that John picked that he was interested in. And I said I was going to pick it, but I was pretty sure John was going to pick it. So I didn't pick it. Uh, <laughs> so now that's three of us who have seen this game and said, oh, that, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. My uh, quick, like it says it plays less than an hour. So, yeah. I mean, if I can get a Wait good, a enjoyable Civ feel and that no thanks feel in an hour, oh man, sign me up. We Andy, had a previous Gen Con episode. Yes, we do. Yeah. Oh. yeah. One year ago, which I'm glad you brought that up because one year, you, do you guys realize this is approximately our one year anniversary? Really? Yeah. We have been doing this now for Happy one us. whole year, 25 episodes. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we're still, gonna... we're still mostly friends. That's right. <laughs> mostly. As oh, much but... as we ever were. But Chris, one more thing about that is uh, you will be able to play it pretty soon because my uh, Kickstarter is supposed to ship probably within the next month or so. Oh, so. I didn't know you actually kickstarted. I, I well, like the deluxe, privately... all in deluxe on this bad boy. So he yeah. probably, privately told me that he was about the whole thing between you and him, but I didn't know you kickstarted. Well, it's cool. Yep. Okay. Um, the cool thing about it is it's not Civ building necessarily. That's what got me about it is it's Empire's End. Your civilization has peaked. And you right. have to decide what you're going to save from your civilization to build back up because you can't save everything. Like these are going to have to just go away. And so, yeah, like the no thanks thing is what gets me because you might be like, yeah. well, I can really stave off a barbarian attack. These guys can't. I'm going to send it around one more time. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I think it, that's going to be fantastic. that's going to be really cool. Yeah. I might suck at it, but it sounds like a really good game. Sure. I mean, you probably will. You do it most games. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, we have now covered our uh, our first few games. We're going to get to our, our top two remaining games, and uh, we'll do so right after we, uh, well, pay the bills, I guess. Not really. Nobody's paying us yet, but someday they will. We'll Please return do. after these messages. Well, hey, we have a big announcement that Joe's going to share with us because we have a contest today. Joe, what is it? Uh, yeah, we're going to be giving away one of the copies from the uh, game we played earlier. So you can win either a copy of Huey on tour or Factory Funner. And Daniel, can you tell us what the people need to do to be able to get entered to win a copy of these games? Yeah, all you have to do is go to our YouTube channel and go to episode 24 and leave a comment and subscribe. And the comment needs to be, which game do you want to play? Um, you can say play shelf trade if you want, but definitely let us know which game you want to play. And that play game, if you win, we will give you a copy of that game donated by All Play. We nothing. Joe's going to give it away. Generous Joe. <laughs> go to episode 24 and leave a comment and you could have a chance to win one of these amazing All Play games. All right. Well, welcome back. We're going to recap scores right now. Uh, so far, well, the runaway winner is, well, <laughs> yours truly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's not runaway. John's right behind me, but uh, you other two are really uh, kind of yeah, slacking. You guys out. are running away from us. So that's for sure. That's, yeah. I know. I thought I thought I did a good job. Man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you did great. <laughs> you know, I, I do got to say at this point uh, during the break, we were talking to Andy and we said, uh, you know, I realize how shallow of a gamer I am because it's really hard for me to explain these games and what makes them interesting to me. Because I'm just like, I don't know who made them, what the way they look. And then like <laughs> pretty pictures. Here. Yeah, pretty pictures. And then Andy's <laughs> here going like, I did some intensive research. I reached out to the publisher. I yes. talked to the designer. Yeah. And this is why I like this game. And we're just like, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i just want you know what? i just want it blue <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say that's the part that blew me away yeah i talked to the creator and i'm yeah. like what, what? 
that that's that's why guys that's why i told you I, i'm hesitant to call it the top five because i really haven't had a chance to do this with all of the games but uh, yeah. <laughs> hasn't, hasn't talked intense, to the creator apparently. of every game yet <laughs> i know i'm sure it's amazingly surprising to everyone that i'm this prepared about anything ever in my life <laughs> yes, <but>. absolutely <laughs> number two so number two for me, this one, uh, there's very little information on, but uh, it uh, looks exciting. And it is called Galactic Cruise. Galactic Cruise, it's in fact, it's not even coming out uh, this year. It's coming out in 2024, but it will be available for demo, I believe, at Gen Con. Um, the early reviews on it are fantastic. It's got a 9.2 already on BGG. Obviously, early reviews, you know, they are what they are. Sometimes they're weighted heavily in favor of it, but uh, that's pretty dang high. It is a one to four player game. Uh, the designers, as far as I can tell, have never put out another game before. The three of them uh, have worked on this together, and uh, it looks like a very unique, uh, heavy, crunchy Euro game. Again, it's called Galactic Cruise. Uh, it plays 90 to 150 minutes. Um, the art is by Eno Tool, which is always a plus benefit. It seems like uh, he's uh, definitely one of the, uh, the top artists out there in the world of board gaming. Um, what can I tell you about this game? I can't tell you a whole lot because I said there's not a ton of information about it, but everybody that seems to have played it and commented on it uh, speaks very highly of it being a very crunchy, heavy Euro game. Again, something that really uh, lately has been something that's in my wheelhouse. Uh, I have uh, 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 a couple of games that are heavier. I've played uh, something called Sabika lately, which was fantastic. I played uh, Clash, uh, or not Clash, Clans of Caledonia for the first time, and it's a little heavier Euro. So I'm, I'm really in the heavy Euro mood lately, and so this is one that kind of uh, got my attention, and, and again, the art looks pretty good, too. Um, so Galactic Cruise, not a whole lot known about it, but I want to demo it at Gen Con. This, this is actually one where, Andy, I have been in contact with the uh, producer of this game because oh, okay. they, in a small way, on board game, uh, I think it was the board game group on Facebook, like a month or so ago, he put the, the artwork on there, and he says, what does this say to you? What do you think this game is about? And my reply was, looks like Fifth Element, the board game, because you've got... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The Galactic Cruiser that was in the... Sure, he's sure. like, yes, that's kind of what I'm going for. He like, he's like, yeah, that's good. I'm glad that that translated because that's what I'm going for. So, yeah, I thought I, I thought it looked pretty cool as well. That, 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 that one I will definitely try out. It sounds like it's close because I think I picked John for that one. So I think Ooh. I was close. Yeah, yeah, I picked John as well. Anything space wow. theme, I put John or, or Randy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my number four is gonna be or sorry number two went the wrong direction yeah is fit to print so this one i think has john written all over it and john shaking his head because i'm pretty sure john picked this one right yes i got right. bumped yeah. i got the right cross yeah he got he got oh okay see out. now i'm justified okay yeah. it's just like how is this not a john game like, that's what i said <laughs> and the reason it's not a john game and it's a daniel game is because it is from the designer peter mcpherson which is the designer of this game, Tiny Towns. I oh, absolutely um. love Tiny Towns. I, I will admit, I saw this, I saw the cover, you know, the animals that look human and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this has John all over it. John's going it, to, it's about old timey uh, publishing of a newspaper, which is also a John thing. And I was like, I'll give it to John. But then I looked at the designer and yep, there you go. Penny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I, I looked at the designer and I saw it was from Tiny Towns and I absolutely adore Tiny Towns. And if this game, it sounds like it's a real time Tiny Towns, like you're picking the tiles uh, quickly. And then once the time runs out, you're looking at what you gathered and you're going to now try to lay them out on your board. So you're kind of filling up the board in your mind before you actually 
put it out there and it's time. And I love time games too, because uh, sometimes I like to think quick on my feet. So this one, yeah, I, it was a surefire one. Again, another one I really would like to pick up again. I'm not going to be at Gen Con. So someone else is going to have to get it for me, John. (laughs) Uh, Once again, though, on this one though, I think it's, wasn't it co-op as well? Are you got, were you working together to print a newspaper? Oh man, I really hope not because oh. that doesn't seem fun. Uh, <laughs> you are. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's competitive. Okay, maybe yeah. I misread that somewhere. That was it the only thing say... I thought was holding me back. Maybe it was just the gotcha. real time that was holding me back. Yeah, the real time. Now they do on. say they have an alternative mode to play where it's a little. It's slow mode is what they call it. So you take that turns drafting better. the tiles instead of quickly picking them. I up. think I would also, play that way. Yeah, but drafting sounds fun too. So I think either yeah. way it could be cool. But yeah, this this game looks amazing. You're right. And like it's when you build the newspaper, it looks so cool. Because you know, you got the stories in there and the ads or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it, it looks pretty awesome. You're I didn't right. have it pegged as 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 Daniel's at all. I had it pegged as John's at yeah. first because of the theme, again, like you said. But then I saw the real time thing and I go, Oh, well, now this isn't something John would do, not the real time part. <laughs> yeah, and that's what so I back. was right there, but instead of giving it to Daniel, I was like, Oh, this is just a this is just a gimmicky game that Randy threw in there just to mess with us. <laughs> I gave it to Randy. But uh, Well, I would say Randy might like this game. So. Yeah, Galaxy Trucker. It's one of oh, his favorite awesome. games. So There you go. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, get to my number two here, which once again, I say all these could be number one, uh, is Jerusalem Anno Domini from Devere Games. Think Pandemic and Feast. Uh, one to four players. Little heavy. 3.08 out of five. Plays in 90 minutes, so not too long. This one is pure th- theme and production for me because what a theme. The, I don't know if you guys have heard of this game or looked into it, but the theme is it's the Last Supper. And right. you and your followers want to get as close to Jesus as possible during the Last Supper. And there's this huge Jesus meeple on the Last Supper table, and he moves around. The apostles come and go, and they move around. And so you don't want to get stuck in the corner behind Judas. Not going to score you a lot of points. That's what I was going to say. Is, I was, you said everybody right. wants to get close to Jesus, but I was thinking like Judas yeah. would be off to the side just going, yeah, yeah. well, he'll move around. You might get home. Out over here. He'll block your view. And you're like, no, can I pay you to get out of the way? And so he does uh, like money. That would be thematic right there. And so it's, it looks really cool. I mean, it's, and it's okay. And we had, I, I hate to keep bashing on a uh, bad company and the production, but the price point <laughs> wow. for this said 50 bucks. And it's got all these cool, huge, chunky meeples of apostles, of Jesus, of your followers, of all this stuff. And they're printed and they're, you know, oh, come on. This the, Just the production alone, this game looks like it's 80 bucks. So does this have a Jesus pool? A G pool? A G pool? It's like, it's, it's like a big square a one, a rectangular one. It's like, you know, three times the size of all the others. And it mm-hmm. goes across the whole table and it, and it moves back and forth. And it looks, it just. Wait, looks. it's just a rectangle? Yes. It so, doesn't stand up. It lays on the table and. But it, but it is that is it actually a picture of Jesus or is yes. it just a rectangle? You know the the Catholic Jesus. Oh, okay. Catholic oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure. Jerusalem. It's not like him not... laying down, just like. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum as Jesus. <laughs> yes. There you go. Wow. Yes, Jeff Goldblum. Wow. Yeah. He goes there. Uh, but it's called Jerusalem <laughs> instead of Jerusalem because is that like the I don't know if that's Latin or if that's Hebrew hmm. or what it is, but. That must be Hebrew. Hebrew. Must be I, I was hearing people talk. I think it is Hebrew. Maybe that they use I I's instead of J's. Wouldn't anno? I don't know. Anno Domini is that? That sounds Latin. I don't know. Anyway, 
That's what it's called. It's it's Jerusalem, but it says Jerusalem. But well, John, this was a cross out for me. This was oh, really? actually going to be cool. my number one game. I really yeah, wow. excited about this one. Well, it's also from Devere. I really like that publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, they in our last episode with Joe Wiggins, I asked him, does he like um, yeah. Osprey Games or Devere better? Because those are two that I'm really enjoying right now. And I so anything from Devere is like, yeah, yeah. I want that. I think I had to eliminate some others just because I didn't want multiple Devere games on my list. So it was like, <laughs> this is the one. I had this pegged as a John or Daniel game. I correctly yeah. guessed John. Oh, good um, job. Because I know that you, uh, well, you like themes, obviously. And I know you just picked up uh, Commissioned recently. I did, and, uh, yes. And you guys also reviewed uh, the, uh, what was the Garden game? I forget the Garden game. New Kingdom, Kingdom Gardeners. Kingdom Gardeners. Yeah, g- Gardeners. Right, that's yep. it. Anyway. Man, I've been crossed out of two points here. Like it's frustrating. I should be tied for second. I I pegged <laughs> uh, this one on Daniel, and then the 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 press one on John. So this is yeah, frustrating. Yeah. The whatever. <laughs> All right, my number two is Age of Innovation. Okay, uh, this is the reimplementation of Terra Mystica. I love Terra Mystica. I've played it since it came out. Unfortunately, I've only played it a couple times because. It's really complicated. It takes a really long time. And if I'm going to do that, I'm probably going to play like 18XX or whatever, but it doesn't matter. So I've only played it a couple times. So I, I, when I first heard they were re-implementing it again, I, I never got, I also never played Gaia Project. I've wanted to play that as well. Everyone's like, it's the sci-fi Terra Mystica. I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe they've adjusted things a little bit, made it a little cleaner, a little quicker. I don't know, but I don't think so. So I was hoping Age of Innovation would be like, all right, they've they figured it out. They figured out how to pare it down to where now you can play it realistically in three hours, if not maybe two. And BGG, like, I mean, they think you can really play it quick at 40 or it could take up to 200. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I don't know. So because Is there a real-time it, mode? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Real-time 40 minutes, exactly. <laughs> uh so yeah and, and then like there's only three pictures on bgg right now and like the board and 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 and, and tableaus they look quite a bit like the regular original game so i don't know i'm just hoping here that they figured out a way to kind of pare it down make it a little bit quicker more closer to that 40 than the 200 but i don't know uh but i but again because of how much i love terra mystica uh and how much i've loved playing it the few times i have i'm hoping to get it get it played at be at Gen Con and hopefully it plays quicker. Hopefully it's exactly what I'm looking for. Cause man, I love Terra Mystica. It was fantastic, but unfortunately I just never got at the table very often. I got a copy of Gaia project, Chris recently. I know you so. did. Yeah. You recently got it. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have to do that. And that was yeah, almost a cross. I got that right. Out. I, mean, I, I almost picked, picked Chris on that one. Wow. Oh, you almost picked that Daniel. Yeah, I did almost. Oh, wow. Okay. Because <laughs> it's I'm Capstone, Capstone Games, and Capstone. Oh yeah, I, yep. honestly, yeah. yeah. When I was flick, flick, looking through it, I was like, "Oh, Capstone! Oh, this will excite Daniel." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, before we get to our number ones, we are going to uh, uh, share with you the five games that our silent producer Randy picked and threw into the mix to kind of mess with us because he went ahead and took five games as well. And I don't know, Randy can't talk to us. So we can't, we can't know for sure if these are games he really wanted to play or if these were games he was just doing to mess with us. It may be a combination of them, but without further ado, let's get to one of those. Uh, The first game that Randy threw in Uh, donut shop. This is a lie. This is a yes. John game, and I don't care. Give me a 100%. point because this is a lie. I'm with Chris. There's no way John doesn't want Donut Shop. I actually exactly. don't. <laughs> donut do Shop move? looks interesting. It's set collection and tile placement. Um, it's only a 30-minute game. 
I uh, I did actually peg this one as a uh, a Randy game though because I thought it maybe although the theme speaks to John I thought yeah. might it might be just a little too simplistic for John. Yes, I I, oh, I got that one right too apparently. So, all right, well let's look at his number four. What is what that? is that? One Ravenshire. Oh, Ravenwood. Redwood. Redwood. <laughs> I might have had that as Andy. Ah, whatever. I can't read. Sorry, <laughs> I failed school. I had this one pegged as a John game actually. Really? I did. I think I did as well. I don't know anything about this one. Did any of you guys look into this one? I did, but I can't remember what I read now. So no, I, I, looked, <laughs> I looked into it briefly. It's got animals, environmental exploration, uh, line of sight. Uh, it's set collection. It is ranked fairly decent so far on BGD as 7.1. Um, yeah, I don't know why I picked it for John specifically. Maybe it kind of reminded me of Everdell maybe a little yeah. bit, at least the way it looks. And so I thought maybe that would be up his alley. Because you're a big Everdell fan, aren't you, John? I've never played. What? So, yeah, pretty close. So I think, you how I much John, I know. I picked John for theme. <laughs> and the miniatures made me think they had like a unmatched uh, thing going on. So I was like, oh, maybe this is what something John would be interested in. So Okay. Cool. Yeah, I picked John too. So should we get points for that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Number three is Applejack. 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 This is one, believe it or not, despite the name, which just just makes you think of cereal. It does. Um, <laughs> it made me, I actually, in looking at this in more detail, I actually pegged this one as a Chris game, believe it or not. Oh, okay. So yeah. um, what did you guys think of this one? I, I Hold on, I'm going to find my notes here. Go I know. Ahead. I thought it was Chris's as well. Um, it's very Euro-y uh, looking. Um, that cover, while it is a pretty cover, don't get me wrong. That's beautiful art, right. um, but it looks it it looks old manish. It just does. It's not ah. that compelling, and it's Uwe. That's what it was. Uh. That's what it was. It's an Uwe game. That's right. It's an Uwe Rosenberg game, and I was like, well, I don't think Daniel really likes Uwe games. I don't think John really likes Uwe games. Chris likes some of them, so I'll give it to Chris. Yeah, Gosh. and actually, Randy picking this is on point because he he likes uh um. Fields of Arl, I think Glass Road. I think he's a fan of some of the bigger games. Uh, yeah, so this makes yeah, sense. I had, I had this as you probably because of Uwe, Andy. Mm. Uh, Uwe, yeah, the, the, Uwe, art, yeah. the art was too good. That's what put me off of this. But, yeah, but now, that, I that's, know, that's not I'll a Chris probably game. will check it out at Gen Con. The art was too good for Chris, and the theme was not enough for John. So There right. you go. <laughs> All right, All number right. Uh, two for Randy is going to be Pyramido. I think it's number three. Two. two. Number, number two. two. Pyramido. Andy was right. Uh, imagine that. It's happened multiple <laughs> times this episode. That <laughs> never happens. What did you guys think about Pyramido? Who did you have that for? I didn't uh, look into it until it was on the list to, to choose to see who picked it. And then once I looked at it, I'm like, that's a cool looking game. That actually looks of the, once again, the, this is the theme. It seems like is this tile placement thing this year. There's so many of them, but this one, you're using your tiles to layer them and build them up into a pyramid. And it looks it's domino style. They have to touch each other a certain way or whatever. That's yeah. what they always say. Well, was this, this was this the, a tile game you were thinking but, of Andy? Earlier? Yeah. This is the one that I yeah. thought was like King domino. That, uh, uh, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, when you were uh, talking about it, I was like, I don't know which one it was, but I feel like I remember seeing one that seeing the one that Andy's talking about, but I couldn't remember the name. So perfect. More like Pharaoh Domino instead of King Domino. I really thought this one was Andy's because Andy really enjoys and he already brought it up once. Emotep. And um, also, what's the mummy game? I just lost the 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 mummy game. Mummy trivia. Oh man. (laughs) The one where you go in the temple and uh, try and get get in there first. It just left my mind. 
and has oh a hundred cards. That Don't wake playing. mummy. No, no wake mummy. <laughs> Andy, you have the game. It's a dude. It's I can't believe I can't think of it it's now. It's a queen. Luxor. Game. Luxor. There you go. Yeah. So Luxor and Emotep. I know <laughs> you like those two games. I was like, I'm for sure that this is Andy's. But he's got a thing for Egyptians, baby. <laughs> oh, that's uh, don't mommy. I had this one down as a Daniel game. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I had that one. I caught up to you. I had Randy pegged on that one. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is a close one now. Who's gonna win? Oh, Chris, you got two out of. Oh, I still at two. Yeah. Daniel, I thought you were gonna rock this. You picked all ours last year. Number yeah. one for Randy is, is Forges of Ravenshire. Ah, I, I thought that was Chris right too. I think. Forges yeah. of Ravenshire. I had this one as John. Really? I did. That's not you picked it right. I, it right. Yeah. I got it right. Because <laughs> it looks Randy's right. And then this one, this was one of those two I know for sure was at the last where I was telling the guys before production. I was I went through them all and I just kind of shot from the hip and was like, oh, that's a Randy, or oh, that's an Andy, that's a Daniel, that's a John, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's a Randy. And I got all the way to the bottom and there was two that I was unsure about. And I was just like, whatever, I'll just assign them to Randy because the other one I already had a perfect five for. So I was like, whatever. And I, I got three out of the four, uh, three out of the five, right? So yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I honestly looked the cover at this one, and it's like a for those that are listening, it's like a badger, and his mm. teeth are showing out, and it's just the weirdest picture ever. I I think it's actually not a very good picture, and oh, I was like that that has Chris all over it. Chris would have been like, <laughs> I don't care what it looks. I do like. love the art. Yeah, history. I had Chris on that one as well. What is yeah. this one about? Do you got something there, Andy, about it? For some reason, it made me think of Raccoon Tycoon, and I thought that was one of John's games that he really likes. So uh... I traded it a long time ago. Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> Once yeah, again, we know each other so well. Tycoon vibes. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why I like it too, because it has Raccoon Tycoon vibes. Because I really like that game too. I yeah. thought it had. I thought it looked a little bit like Root when I looked at the cover. Yeah, it's got Root vibes yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, I think I, I probably that. gave it to Daniel. That cover's so bad. They really should have done it differently. Yeah, it's not like that. That's how you really serious. You really don't like it. And I'm really not, I'm really not, it's not stick here for me that I I really enjoy it. No, I don't, I don't like it at all. But it doesn't have any blue in it. No blue. It's out. All right. Well, that was great. Thank you, Randy, for really messing up our game by throwing in these weird games sometimes. Maybe some of them are great. I don't know. But uh, they are definitely games that threw us for a loop in some ways. And finally, number one. And uh, here's my number one, although it's really not my number one because I even told Randy that I didn't have them in any order. Just put them out there because I didn't want to go. I didn't want to be responsible for that. So I kind of feel bad that this is the number one. I put How is this your number one? I'm putting this on a disclaimer. This may not be the number one game I'm interested in, but it is one of the top five that I'm interested in of the games I researched. It's called Pampero. It's by uh, uh, Julian Pombo, which I probably am not pronouncing right because I believe the the gentleman is from Uruguay is my guess because that's where it's based. This game is in Uruguay. It's about energy management. It's uh, published by Ape Games, uh, features art from, once again, the fantastic Ian O'Toole. that guy's that guy's doing well with you he's, every game you have is the no tool i know game plays one to four players it's a heavier weight game coming in at 3.83 out of five has a play time of anywhere from an hour up to two and a half hours it will be available for demo at gen con release date is set for november you never know once again maybe it'll be available for purchase we just don't know until we get there sometimes um yeah the theme is going to grab john right away like i said it's all about energy management in uruguay that's uh that's right up john's alley super theme it. with wind farms <laughs> 
No, my immediate thought on looking this game is it reminded me, it made me, if anything, Chris might be interested because it reminded me of Power Grid a little bit just on, at the outset looking at it. Um, but I think it's there's a lot more stuff going on than Power Grid. It's m- very heavy. Uh, there's comparisons to Barrage. There's uh, comparisons, which I've only played Barrage, I think, a couple of times, and it was okay. Um, I think I'd like it more if I tried it again now because I've been into heavier gears lately. Um it was also compared to uh, Vital Lacerda, which I have not played, but I guess is quite popular. Have you guys played that game or heard of that game? I heard of it, not played it. Okay. Sounds um, weird. Anyway, uh, I'm going out on a limb a little bit with this one, but it intrigues me. I'd love to get this one played and see uh, if it fits into my recent penchant for these heavier Euros. Uh, and uh, uh, others in the comments made mention of Brass and Concordia, which, you know, isn't going to hurt its reputation. Um, so I got to give it a try. It's a heavy Euro. Games. What's that? Those are two very different games. But oh, they're it's like heavy Brass Euros. And sure. They're both great games, though. Is my, my yeah, but they are very different. Nothing but. to do with each other. I'm not anyway. interested in that one. It was very blue. There you go. That's I had this pegged for Daniel. I thought this for <laughs> sure was Daniel's game. I think I'm just I'm interested because I've, I've I've spent so much time driving back and forth between Kansas City and Denver and seeing all those stupid wind farms that I'm like, Yo. please give me some reason to like these stupid things. <laughs> there's a whole lot of them in Northwest Missouri as well. Like we were just yes, up there seeing family for uh, my wife's family. And there's just like, mm-hmm. there's so many of them. And we were driving back at night and at night they have to have the lights on them, you know, so planes don't run into them. So like you just look over one horizon and it's just red lights as far as you can see wow. yeah it looks like an alien invasion or something yeah right it was crazy <laughs> or yeah. the world's yeah <laughs> i actually thought this game might be about killing birds well, in a way it is <laughs> that's just the byproduct of playing yeah. the game that's a side quest <laughs> what's your number one daniel all right oh, yes. my number one is the game that i already purchased and that is last light from roy Kennedy of yep. dice tower fame so oh, this wow. guy, game. Oh, wow. yeah. So mm-hmm. this guy made the the white well of board gaming. So this is a Civ game that legitimately plays in an hour and thirty minutes. It's a space faring like four X game. You're building things, um, and uh, I guess it's called Last Light because like the the sunlight is actually like blinking out of existence, and you're like farming the light the light that's existing. So I think there's something about like the board, and then the board moves because like the light starts to fade away. So that that's represented by like the board actually rotating and stuff. There's just a lot of really cool things about theirs. This is tech, uh, you know. There's tech uh, building going on in here and exploration and combat everything you want in a 4x game but literally in an hour and a half and based on the plays i've seen of it it looks truly entertaining and people seem to really enjoy it i know there is a lot of you know you got to talk up your own game and i hear a lot from roy Kennedy and the people around him but i mean i don't know the the, the excitement seems very genuine and i feels like um i want it but yeah i backed this one on kickstarter or game found one of the two um and uh, it's coming my way but i actually it was funny i just remembered i backed it because i was literally going to be like this is the game i actually want john to go and buy for me but then i was like wait a second wait, wait, i already bought it <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i had that realization or else um, i would have been having two copies of this you stuff. know you're an addict when yes, right. yes. Exactly. no like uh, I, i'm actually excited about that game as well like now knowing that it's Canada, like i mean i i don't know anyone in the industry that cares more about space and forex than that guy so yeah if, if it's his game it, it's i assume it's gonna be great I, I, that that is one i will add to my list of checking out at gen con for sure 
Yeah, Roy Kennedy reminds me of the Lego guy, the spaceship guy, where he's like, spaceships! <laughs> yeah, he, he is. He kind of is that guy. Yeah, exactly. I had this one pegged as Chris, um, which I, I I don't know why. Maybe because it was a Civ game. I don't know. Um, but I should have thought of it being Daniel Moore because, yeah, there's no bigger fanboy of exactly uh, what I was about to say influencers than yep. Mr. Dan O'Connor's. Yeah, so. if you're a board game influencer and you're making a game, I'm probably going to back it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Candidate's so game. That's right. You're telling they, me you're going to buy uh, Raptor Rapture. Oh, yeah. All heck right. yeah. <laughs> Who won it? <laughs> All right. My last, my number one game. One. Which, what's that? I said number one. Oh, yes. <laughs> number one is appropriately titled channel one and that's why i made it my number one i couldn't decide which one was going to be it well it's going to be channel one which is actually spelled w-o-n which is kind of cool but anyway it's from uh yeah, pops and bijou games anybody heard of them nope. uh, they made a game called cultivate oh okay. anybody nope. yeah that's the part that makes heard me nervous it, but... but it's two to six players plays in 36 to 60 minutes and it's building up your reputation while discrediting your opponents sounds awesome uh you were what's it report anything or no, sorry, resort to anything to report everything you're a reporter at a tv station and you're trying to work your way up to nighttime anchor and so you're getting sent you have to make sure it's semi co-op because you have to make sure the leads are covered you have to make sure what's the other thing you have to let's see there's seven rounds of morning evening and nightly three rounds of morning evening and nightly news if any lead goes unreported or a story is inaccurate. That's what it is. The network ratings fail. If the ratings get too far, everybody loses. So that's the only semi-co-op there okay. is, is. Well, unless you want everybody to lose, somebody better cover the story. <laughs> so then you're like argue with each other. Well, I don't want to have to do it, you know. And so you throw in your hat with somebody else to make a really good story. You'll get some credit or maybe you steal credit from somebody for a story. And so it doesn't sound really too co-op, except that you got to make sure the station doesn't go out of business. So that alone makes it really cool. So Oh, and it has and management, open drafting. Uh, the artwork is this retro cool artwork. So, I mean, that had me too. And so it's, it's I don't know, it just sounds like a blast to play. And so it, it, the theme got me and everybody probably picked it was mine, but the theme got me on that one because, you know, channel, you're, you're a newspaper, you know, like the newspaper reporter, this is your TV reporter and you're, yeah, you're, you're collecting things about a story to write and all that. I don't know. It sounds really awesome. And it plays quick. Yeah. So, boom. Yeah, no, it me. sounds great. It sounds bloody and backstabby, just like yeah. the corporate and entertainment world. So exactly. it sounds fantastic. Sounds just like we brand. do on this show all the time. This was an easy pick for me to, to put as John because of the yeah. artwork. I knew the artwork would, would get him and I knew the yeah. theme would get him. So that was, that was the easy one for you guys. I got to admit, I didn't look too much into this game. I looked at the title and the cover and I said, oh, this is a party game. It has to be. Oh, because Andy's the only one. Me and Andy like really like party games. So I was like, that oh, is this true. is Andy's. And then, uh, yeah, listening to you describe it, I just pulled it up on Board Game Geek going, oh, I guess that's not a party game at all. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all, my friend. Oops. Oh, I also love it. Play six players. Because like I said on our last episode, oh, I'm always yeah. looking for six player games. So yeah, so. definitely. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, too, now. So. Oh. All right, guys. That out. Chris, what do you got? Now it's time. For my number one. All right. So (laughs) I know full well when I picked this that this was a free point for everybody else. Absolutely everybody else. But again, I picked the games that I am the most interested to learn about at Gen Con. I love 18XX. Love 18XX. And it's it's cut off a little bit on the graphic there, but this game is 1930. Okay. So the big 
The big coming out party for the 18xx genre was a game called 1830. So 1930, 1830. There's just a bunch of planes on the board on on the picture. Is this an 18x games about planes? I don't know, but I mean, I'd be interested. But also, why? Why do why do planes? Well, I'll just make another 18xx game. I don't know. Whatever. Let me let me go learn more about this on BGG. Randy, will you pull up the page? Thank you. Perfect. There. So again. <laughs> What are you most interested in learning about at Gen Con? I'm over the moon about this game because, first of all, I love 18xx and stuff like that. And there's nothing about this game on BGG. <laughs> there's two pictures of the exact same photo, <laughs> one slightly at an angle. And then and there's a family, admin, upcoming releases. Great. That's super helpful. Uh, and even the right, even the writing you can see right there, it's a little blurry, but it's super short. It says 1930s, a game set in the early stages of aviation. The players take on the roles of aviation investors, promoters, presidents with the general objective of making money. Okay. Screaming 18XX, right? A player's wealth is accumulated mainly through owning stock tokens and 10 airlines, including the game. Boom. Stock tokens make money in two ways. They can provide ready cash and dividend payments and the income action, and they can increase the value of the course of the game. So, like, uh, I mean, that again, it just screams 18xx, and then there's nothing else as you go down this page. It's just blank. There are two threads, one of which was started a month ago, and then another five months ago. And they're asking, is there going to be a preview at Gen Con? And the other is, can we get a rule book so we can have some idea what's going on with this game? And if you go on that thread, it just says, uh, no, because the rule book's not finished yet. That's it. So, yeah. again, this was a free point for everybody, but with my love of 18xx and the fact that 1930 and everything, I was just like, I have to know about this game. And then when I clicked on it and there was nothing there, I was just like, okay, well, this is number one because there is nothing I want to know yeah. more about than this game because if nothing else, so little is actually known. It's so, <laughs> so funny, the, uh, the whole website is, or the whole page is the back of the box of horseless carriage. Yes. <laughs> It's that's it's funny. That's a good poll. I like that one. When I when I first looked at this, I uh, immediately thought it was uh, John's actually because I was like, oh, this probably is pretty thematic. But oh. then upon further review, I was like, no, this is a Chris. Yeah. Well, and, and it's a real Grande game. It's they're well, not like some sort of new flyby publisher. So like, how do they not yeah. have any information? Like it's that's, weird. When I saw it was real Grande. I was like, this is going to be Chris because he likes the old, old stalwarts in the industry. And also, I know you're a big fan of airlines of Europe and, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that came to mind as well. Chris, this was almost a cross out, but I didn't even pick it because I knew you were going to pick it. When I saw it, I was like, <laughs> because you're right, that 1930, it invokes 18xx. It just does. You see that you're like 18. So this game better be pretty close to 18xx. But didn't we just learn about it? Like this was going to be developed like an 18xx game. But yeah. now it's more of a, a a coin rail game. Yeah, we were we were talking about it at lunch, and and I clicked on those two those two threads that exist, <laughs> and like one person was talking about the like as they were understanding. Again, it was kind of one of the I talked to a guy and his cousin told me, but yeah. whatever, right? But he said who knows really. But apparently, it originally started as an eighteen xx game, but apparently, it's kind of like. Uh, gone closer to like a winsome a coin of well not coin but a winsome like a cube rail game or something like that so again we have no idea um you better believe that when i get to the booth at gen con i am cutting a video of what this game is and gonna <laughs> let the people know because i know there's the, at least one other person out there like me that wants to know it should be in the real grand room right 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. If they have it, oh wow, my gosh, I will get to play the game. Oh. And, if, and if they don't have it, you could you just need to go and like tell me, tell me what this yeah. is. Just, yes. just start shaking down the workers. They're like, dude, I don't know. They just pay me a badge to work here. I don't know. And while while uh, while we don't know what it's gonna be like for our first Gen Con kind of post all the COVID stuff, um the Rio Grande room traditionally, if you've never been to Gen Con, is a fantastic room because it's outside of the main vendor hall area. It's open late and they have employees just on site to teach you games and they feed you for free. It's amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it, is, it is the room to watch. All right. Well, that is our top five games. Um, mm-hmm. But before we head out, we're going to do two things. One, we're going to talk about our honorable mentions. And two, we still, somebody gets to win. So uh, right now there is a tie between oh, Andy and John. Yeah. Maybe uh, was- while. Maybe while we're talking about the honorable mentions, Randy can figure out who, who which one of them can well, win. I was going to say, maybe we take a look at uh, John's and I honorable mentions and we vote based on who has better honorable mentions to give there us the go. win. Well, do you only have one or do you have a cast of honorable mentions? I've actually got, let's I see. Have one. We limit it to one. Okay, we can limit it to one then. We'll, we'll, okay. I'll tell you what, I'll mention all of mine, but I'll give one as my one to uh, compete against you in. How's that? Okay. But, all right, but, well, let's but, see the tiebreaker. But if Andy, only let's Daniel give us... and I are voting, we could have another tie. No, let's just do it. Let's try it. Let's do it live. Andy, predict okay. to pick pick your one, and then we'll go back to your other yes. one. Pick one. Okay, I've got my one. Go. What is it? My one almost made my five list, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. It's called Where's My Ride? It's a party <laughs> game by Slugfest Games by David Kessler. It releases on August 18th. I assume there's going to be a demo at Gen Con. It may be for sale there, in fact. It MSRPs at only 30 bucks. It looks like a fun party game with some of the mechanics of games like Codenames, Deception, Murder, Hong Kong, and Spyfall. It actually looks like it could be a lot of fun. The gist of it is that uh, uh, there's an Uber driver and there are people that are passengers and they're trying to find where to go to drop off the passengers and they can't communicate because the app is fritzing out on them. So the only way that the Uber driver can communicate is by sending emojis to them. And the uh, the passengers, I believe it is, can send uh, cards that are texts that are clues as to where they will go. And they have to pick out from this map, this grid of places they would drop them off. And so I think it might be, it, it could be hit or miss, but it could be really cool. I, I, right. fest I'm, games, I'm liking that. At first I was like, is this dude where's my car without the licensing? <laughs> uh, well, if this was dude where's my car you was like is Sultan in the game <laughs> Sultan <laughs> uh, but 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 then actually the real description of the game that that sounds pretty good for for it's like a, I get like Scotland Yard vibes uh, along with a party game so they, that that sounds pretty good I mean, what do you got John it's going to be hard to beat I'm going to be honest well mine I submitted a picture I don't know if Randy's going to put it up but mine is Defenders of the Dictionary <laughs> okay. I, I picked this with uh, Daniel in mind your task as defender of the dictionary is to fight the evil forces threatening our language, which I consider Daniel one of those. Your weapon is your collective wisdom, but you must use your words to navigate the city in time to stop the evil villains from ruining the language forever. After all, knowledge is freedom and it must be preserved. Sounds like you have a, uh, you'll complete to navigate the city of Wordopolis via letter and grid-based wordplay. Each mission you'll need to achieve a particular task going in a particular direction. So you have to connect different points using words with the letters that you have available and I, I, I just want to play this with Daniel. I just, <laughs> if he was going to Gen Con, I would make him play this. <laughs> and it just, um, it's just so silly. Defenders of the dictionary. Like you're somehow. I didn't know we were having an impromptu I mean, round so of uh, board game, believe it or not, but I don't believe it. I see the with image it. and like, I still don't believe it. 
What's that? Yeah, exactly. It's like they took Scrabble and just wanted to make a theme for it. Let's make it Defenders of the Dictionary. Who's the Who's the designer, John? I don't know. Let me see. I bet this is his Mia Culpa. John, if you, <laughs> it might be. Uh, My Mia Culpa. Adam Rayberg. <laughs> for John, those of you that don't know, that is a throwback to our last episode or two correct. episodes ago. Yeah, he's done Planet episodes. Unknown. Oh, there you okay. go, Planet Unknown. Yeah. That's really good. Oh, geez. John, like, I feel like it's so crazy. So, John, Chris yeah. doesn't like party games. I hate word games. And, <laughs> and he picked a party game, and John picked a word game. What are you thinking? <laughs> this is like our two Achilles heels. There you go. I mean, I can rock a party again if it's in the right place. Like the one, like the one Andy brought up. Okay, it's it's party, but it's got Scotland Yard. Like, there's some stuff going on like that. That that, that sounds. I'm again. I, I I'm genuinely interested. In what uh John with uh, Andy came up with. So all right. So I'm I guess gotta giving, be for Andy on this one. We're giving Andy the win then. There you go. John, <laughs> I'm not playing that game. I'll play for it just for kicks and giggles. But oh gosh, that sounds yeah. like that legitimately. Sounds like when he was reading it, I was like. The, the what how why are we playing the uh, two game of board game believe it or not because this is not real like, exactly <laughs> all right well, well thank let's, you. let's let's do the other uh so andy will be the yeah. official winner and he'll get to do his uh one and a half minutes and this time you actually get to think about it andy because we're gonna go yeah. through our honorable mentions there you go um and then we'll let you finish uh actually go do do the rest of your honorable mentions andy Oh, sure. Well, I, actually, Randy's got one of them up right, right now. It's, uh, uh, and I'm probably going to really butcher the pronunciation, but I, Zhengao, Zhengu, uh, it is a uh, game about uh, building the, uh, the the Great Wall of China, and it looked really cool and, and interesting. It almost made my top five. Um, I don't have my notes up to tell you much more about it other than it looked cool. Hey, yeah. That's all it takes. Sounds good. All right. I like well, the I'm art, gonna... too. I kind of like that style. Yeah, it yeah. did look cool. Um, uh, you would take my others, my others real yeah, fast. Yeah, go, or, do all of them. Do all yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. My other ones uh, were going to be uh, Shake That City by AEG Games. Saw that one. Uh, looked kind of interesting. Also, uh, I had Wandering Towers by uh, Abacus. Uh, it's a Keesling and Kramer game, and I like it when Keesling and Kramer team up, and that one looked kind of interesting. It, it's a lighter game. It may be more of a kid's game, but it might be interesting, and I want to check it out. So. Yeah, Wandering Towers was almost on mine, but that's actually uh, Capstone's also publishing it. And every one of their light games, other than Estates, I haven't been a fan of. Mm-hmm. So while it looked interesting, I was like, I don't know. I'm probably going to play that one before I actually play it. Because while in Capstone, I trust. I don't trust in their lightweight games. Yeah. They kind of ruined me on there. What do you guys got for runners up, Daniel? All right. So mine was, so there's this one game that was just, I wish I had a picture of it. I didn't know we were supposed to submit them, but it's called Maximum Apocalypse. But it came out in 2018. And the more I look at this game, the more I was fascinated by it. But then I realized it came out in 2018, so I looked at some of the reviews, and it was like a meh game. But you're like, it's a uh, the there's a map that's set up based on the cards that are on the table, and you have standees, and you're actually marching through this. And there's like deck building involved in it, and there's like character decks. It actually looks straight up my alley. Um, it looks really exciting. I would definitely play this if somebody had set it up. But unfortunately, because of the mediocre reviews, it's kind of a meh. For me, so I, I probably would ultimately pass, and it's why it didn't make my list. So if it came uh, out five years ago, though. why is it on this list even? I don't know. That was also the confusion of it. I mean, there there was like four other expansions, so maybe there's like a brand new expansion, or like it was initially uh, a Kickstarter, and maybe this is like the re-release, which also gave me hope because if it's a re-release, maybe they worked out some of the issues that some people had with it. Uh, I don't know. It's called back to an old episode, but I think it's probably up for the spiel. 
I was going to say that. As a, 2013. First, next year, it'll probably be up for the spiel. There you go. Uh, number two, there was another one that I had on my list called uh, The Rich and the Good. That yeah, apparently me too. Was a remake from 2008. And I was oh. like, okay, well, I'm not going to have it on my list if it came out in 08, but got it looked you. like a good game. All right. My, yeah, I no, got, I, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I got a couple more here. Okay. Uh, okay. Another one I have is Mind Space from All Play Games. Um, it looks like uh, another tile laying game or like a, no, no, no. Maybe it's a rolling rate. I kind of forgot what it was, but the map is like your brain and you're filling in areas with the cards that are being flipped again, which really invokes the whole tiny towns fit to print gotcha. like that type of thing. So I'm actually really excited about that one. Uh, and then there was three ring circus from Devere. Yep. This one was so close to me. And it was funny because I was talking to Chris uh, before we started and he goes, yeah, anything that was overly colorful, I gave to Daniel because I just assumed that he would pick this one. And oh my gosh, three ring circus is that, uh, did you get to look at that, Chris? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was nice. It's just vomit of stuff on the board. It's just everywhere. (laughs) And it's vibrant. It's bright. It's full. It's exciting. Uh, so that one was good. Read anything on it, but it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, that's the one that I dropped because I already had Jerusalem on my list. And I didn't want to have another Devere game, but that yeah. one did look really good. Well, I actually had the same thing. I dropped I dropped this one to put Jerusalem on there, but then you picked yeah. it and this I one gotcha. made it. But it's a lot, it looks a lot like the board of Baitoku. Baitoka? I don't know how to say that. Baitoku. Yeah. It, well, not like similar, but like Baitoku. This one's oh, like but yeah. tons Very, of stuff on it. Lots of stuff on the board. Yeah. Yep. All right. And my last one, real quick, oh. is Renegade Games, uh, Transformers. War for Cybertron because Andy's in it, and I don't know how I'm going to make Andy's list. I'm going <laughs> to buy that game and have Andy sign the Rhinox card. There you go. Yeah. You should. Maybe we should do that as a giveaway. There you go. Oh, I, I like that. I like that. I like that. No, right, but that was just mine. prime. <sighs> Chris, what you got, right, buddy? Oh, you just had the one. So you just had the one with uh, the the good and old or whatever. Oh, I already did my one earlier. That was just the rich and the good. Yeah, so the I was going to say, like, I actually put that on my uh, uh, honorable mention as well. And mostly because it, it gave me, like, old, it was like a touchdown of old school uh, back-in-the-day play. Because, like, back in the day, it'd be like, oh, this game came out a couple years ago in Germany. It's just now making it to America. Well, this one came out in Germany in 2008 and is just now getting an American <laughs> release. So I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, plus, it's also the rich and the good. Now, I will say... Uh, I had I was excited about this game, but then kind of here at the end, it kind of uh, ends it for me. But it says the game uses a system of shared information where each player knows a little of what is about to happen in the markets, which each player yeah. knowing different pieces of information. So it's kind of like a stockpile, uh, stockpile, which is fantastic. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. then it says the player who makes the most money at the end of the game is the winner. My heart's a beating. My heart's a beating. Provided yeah, but... that he or she is not the person who donated the least to charity. There you go. Oh. I want nothing but age of industry and black hearts. Uh, but anyways, so, anyways, uh, so, but no, that game does look interesting. I will want to check mm-hmm. it out, but yes. And again, you're do not, do not adjust your televisions. Okay. <laughs> what is on screen is true. Chris is this all about that is ticket to ride legacy legacy okay. yes. again mm. we all know how i feel about ticket to ride mm. we also know how i feel about legacy okay so i will be stopping at this booth this will be happening i i don't know if it's going to be able to add enough to make the game interesting to me but i'm willing to give it a chance because people love ticket to ride so if i can figure out a way to make the 
horrible situation any better when I'm forced to play this game, I'm interested, right? So, uh, yeah, so it's a legacy version. Some of the art online seems interesting. Uh, it does look like a pretty great, great production with the little tuck boxes and everything that I could see. So, uh, again, I don't know what they're doing to make it any better, uh, but I'm giving it a shot. I'm giving it a shot. I'm intrigued to find out what's out. Uh, what's about that? And then my, well, here, my, real quick my on... number one honorable oh, mention okay. Go ahead. is I don't understand. Like, this is, this is kind of like the 1930 thing, but on a different spectrum. There is a new um, expansion or uh, what are they called? A scenario for Catan called Soccer Fever. <laughs> now, I, I don't, I mean, if you look at the pictures on BGG, there's like these extra little like tape, like extra little like boards. And they look like these little like cardboard football, cardboard soccer balls. I don't know if you, it's like a dexterity game, but like the quick little read is like, you know, every couple of turns you guys have a soccer match. And I'm like, what? I don't understand the game. <laughs> well, people have a problem with how long the game is already. And what are you doing with this little soccer match? And if you look, there's actually hex, there's like little hexes that have a soccer field on it. So I don't know. Wow. Like, I, I love this game, but it's gotten way out of control. Yeah, there you oh, go. I miss that. There's like this this other thing. I don't. Yeah, and then yeah, it's it just yeah, flipped her. It's weird. I I don't get it. But I, I talking about jumping the shark. I yeah. I've not. I I just I don't have no words. It's Catan, but it has all this other stuff. This puts the catapult from Carcassonne to shame. Uh, this is yeah. ridiculous and unneeded. So. Because of how insane, I gotta learn more. Because just what the crud. I'm gonna. I want Catan Aussie football. Look up up Aussie football. It'll blow your (laughs) mind. We just we just recently learned about Aussie football, and it's uh it's quite amazing. Um, but that ticket to ride. What's cool about that? It looks like it's it's uh like the pioneer days in the United States. You're discovering what's out west. So you add that in with it, it does look pretty cool. Because yeah, I'm not a huge ticket to ride guy. I got the really quick, uh, what ticket to ride New York that plays in like right. 15 minutes and that's good. But yeah, this will be, it. I, it's enough to pique your interest. You're right. I, I'd like to play like the first scenario and see what happens. And, but yeah, yep. but yeah. And that Catan, I got to check that out too. You're right. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I think I saw Catan just flip past. I didn't even look at it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, there's our top five lips with our honorable mentions. But like we said, there is a winner and today's winner is Andy. So Andy, why don't you uh, get up on the soap throne? And tell all the unwashed masses what you need to tell them. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it really is an honor. I'd like to thank uh, my mom and dad and you don't have uh, everyone else who's really made this possible. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I'm going to take this time to do a couple of things. One, I'm actually going to throw in one more uh, honorable mention that I, I forgot time. about. That's I know. Fair. But, you know, Your it's time. my time, so I can do what I yeah, want, John. Exactly. So suck it. Um uh, it's called Wild Tiled West. Yes. It's by uh, Paul Denon, who is the uh, creator of Clank and, of course, uh, uh, Dune Imperium. And uh, it's from Direwolf, and I really want to check this one out. So uh, I did want to give that some uh, some some credibility, you know, because now it's got credibility because I talked about right. it. Um, <laughs> aside from that, though, I just want to take the time to thank all of you who have uh, been a part of our show. Uh, as Daniel mentioned earlier, we've been on the uh the interwebs now for about a year. Um, there's been a lot of work, a lot of sweat that's been put into this as far as uh, planning and uh, getting together as a, as a group for production meetings. Uh, uh, guys like our producer Randy, who puts in so much more time than than you know he should. Um, Daniel, of course, doing the editing, and uh, then there's schlubs like me who who hop on here and try and 
hopefully help entertain as well. But and and John and Chris uh, who do their thing. Uh, but thank you guys for being a part of the show. We we hope that it's entertaining. We want to make it more. We want to continue to grow. We love your comments. We love it when you like things and subscribe. If you wouldn't mind trying to get it out there to your friends and family members, we may have some big news to announce coming up in the next couple of months as to where the show goes next. Uh, there's been some talk. We'll uh, we'll see. That's all TBD. And of course, as mentioned many times, we will be at Gen Con. At least 75% of us will. We hope you can come find us uh, for your opportunity to win some games. We'll have more details about that coming out. And uh, again, thank you so much. We do this uh, because we love the love the games. We love to uh, to banter, but we also uh, love you guys. So thank you from all of us here at Around the Board. That was so sincere and heartfelt, Andy. What? It was. Got a tear in my eye. Yeah, okay. Get out of here, Andy. I am an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Acting. Exactly. That's no, this was a lot of fun, guys. Glad we were able to do it. Uh, it, was, it was so fun to talk about some of these games at Gen Con. And as mentioned earlier, there's so many games that are coming out. We probably barely even scratched the surface. There's probably many that we missed. So please, in the yeah. comments, tell us what you want to see, uh, what you're excited about, right? Yeah, definitely. Tell us what we'll look at and we'll report on it back when we get back. Exactly. There you go. Definitely. Right. Well, we don't have a teleprompter to read us out, Andy. Do you yeah, so Andy, you're going to have to do it from rote. All right. I'll try and do it from rote memory. Thank you again for joining us here on Around the Board. Be sure and check out our social media presence. We are all over the place. Uh, primarily on Facebook, we have a Facebook group you can join around the board. Also, you can find us on the web, uh, email us, I should say, at uh, mail at aroundtheboard.net. And uh, we're on some of the others as well, like Instagram and TikTok and uh, Twitter and all those things, although we're not updating it that much. We'll try to get better at it. Join us there, and make sure you join us next time here on Around the Board. The board. Yes. That Wild Child West looked really good, but I already had that roam that... Uh... Other, not, what other tile laying game on my list, so. Okay.